The topic of war has been the subject of hundreds of rock and metal songs over the years. However, there are far fewer truly great songs about the men and women who were unfortunate enough to have to fight and die in many of the wars that have been happening in the past 70 years or so since rock music became popular. On this Memorial Day, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus podcast pays our respects to those who have served in the armed forces. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. back moms and dads boys and girls and pittsburgh kevins of all ages yeah you're wow. back with the ludini rock and roll circus memorial day 2022 edition so uh thank you guys for uh hanging out we do appreciate that um a little bit of business we are uh sponsored by wolf's customs wolfscustoms.online or wolf's customs find them on Social media there. Uh, why would you be interested in that? Because if you're a musician, you want to have a musical instrument that really kind of stands out, not just the way it sounds and, and all that stuff, but like how it comes across visually. You know, there has been a lot made about, um, and Pittsburgh Kevin can attest to this as well, yes. about so-called tone wood, right? You know, right. Wait, yes. and how much does the wood, and I just watched this great YouTube uh, video where this guy took, I mean, he did the most even comparison between like the different woods and stuff mm -hmm, like that that mm -hmm. he could do. And ultimately even did a, made an air guitar. He put the strings between two tables yeah. and put a pickup on one end and tuners on the other uh -huh. and made a guitar and played, you know, wow. just with no. And um, it was a really eye opening thing. Um, and that's all really, that's all well and good. But Picking a guitar, and a lot of it has to do with how that guitar makes you feel. So if your hero mm -hmm. played that guitar, and you know this, you people come at this, they have mixed results. Sometimes it works out getting their hero's guitar. Sometimes it doesn't. But if, but if somebody you love plays that guitar, you're going to have a kind of you know uh, emotional reaction to that guitar. And music is all about emotion. And I'm saying this to say that one of the big things that affects how people feel about their instrument is what it looks like. Exactly. They, how it's, yeah. you know, the, the finish. Um, so this is something that, like, can maybe, maybe breathe new life into a guitar that maybe you're not using that much. Now, I'm saying guitar, but uh, uh, Wolf's Customs works with, you know, of course, basses, dr drum sets, mm -hmm. any kind of musical instrument. Uh, you want to check them out. So find them online, Wolf's Customs uh, or wolfcustoms.online. RockRageRadio.com, you want to go down and download that app as soon as you can um, because it is a, a internet radio station that features awesome music programming 24-7 with things like the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, this is really great show. I keep hearing about 
called Hot Licks with Lily Six. Ooh. It is a really great show. <laughs> it's on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern hey time. <clears throat> so right there. The app is totally free. Download it. Go to rockrageradio.com. Uh, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com and LuLombardiMusic.com. You want to check those out because you want to get in our uh, exclusive Inner Circle group where we can tell you about all kind of very cool things coming up. You also get access to this podcast on the day that we record it. You get to participate live in it. And as you will see, if this is your first time here, we do go through and review comments at the end of the podcast. So stick mm-hmm, around for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, guys, we do have Lily V6. Lily V6, I need to turn this <clears throat> dehumidifier off. Why yeah, don't you do that. Tell, tell everybody what's going on? Well, I did just go to Welcome to Rockville. Um, not this weekend, but the past weekend. And it was super fun. Four days of rock in Daytona Beach, Florida uh, at the Indianapolis Speedway, which is no. kind of cool. Not Indianapolis, sorry. Daytona, Daytona Beach. Daytona. Sorry. Yeah, I got you. My brain is tired. No, I understand. Um, but... Unfortunately, two days were rained out, so I didn't get to see like Guns N' Roses or Megadeth, but I also did get to see Kiss mm. and In This Moment and The Pretty Reckless. Oh, nice. And Blacktop Mojo, who I will talk about later. Blacktop oh, Mojo. <laughs> uh, Demonte and many other bands. Plus, there was uh, there were rides there, like a Ferris wheel and everything. They had a water slide and all kinds of vendors and food, and it was wonderful. So that's what I've been doing. Look, I, And I, then I slept. I, I, I want to take a second to thank our listeners, our followers for responding to the GoFundMe page that we started to <laughs> set your bail. Thanks. Thank you, everybody who contributed. Uh, and that's Lily why I'm is back. back. Lily was not. <laughs> Lily was not at the at the Mayo Clinic getting treated. I hate for you guys. Acute herpes. <laughs> she said. Lily texts. Here's Sick. how this goes. Oh no. So Lily texts me or messages me on Facebook. One I can't remember which one. And says, I'm at the doctors, I'm so sick. I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong? She's well, they're trying to find that out now. I'm like, oh, oh my God. My, you know? oh. And then I started, so the day's going on, and that Rockville thing <laughs> popped up on the radio. And I'm going like, she was at Rockville. Yeah. In Daytona. Uh-huh. They know exactly what the fuck's wrong with her. She's fucking hungover. Oh, please. Alcohol poisoning. Yeah, yeah. And sunstroke. And sunstroke. And I was not wrong, was I? That's exactly what it was. I plead the fifth. <laughs> Go with the jail story. That's even better. <laughs> Give you street Although blood. I was not in jail. No, you either. weren't. So there's just, I'm just I just needed here. to dry out. I was a sad sack. So. You know, <laughs> speaking of jail, buddy of mine was telling me that, like, in the, I think it was in the 19, early 1980s, he got caught somewhere in, in North or South Carolina, uh-huh. and he had a um, shot glass full of weed. Oh, my. You know, it was just a very small yes. pill bottle. Oh, you know, full, boy. You know, and, um... It was really stupid how they got caught. I'm not going to get into all that. Right. But they, but they gave him the total treatment down there in the South. Like, boy, you done <laughs> messed up now. Oh, and they, man. you know, and like played um, it the whole thing like like yep. Shawshank Redemption. Yep. You know, or like my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was like a total like, oh, my oh, God. My. <laughs> oh, my. They got out the next day, paid to pay 500 bucks. Oh, there you <laughs> wow. go. Wow. Yep. That's easy enough, right? <laughs> And, and Mr. Pittsburgh. Mr. Hey, what's the what happened, everybody? This is the famous Mr. Pittsburgh, everybody. Ooh. Oh. I feel so magical. Twinkles. Tw- no, no, no twinkles. Twinkles. No, no twinkles. I mean, you guys heard That's of my stripper Henry name. Mancini. Yeah. You've heard of Don Yaris. Yeah. Oh you heard of Mary Calagiri. Sure. You heard of Willie Stargell. Yes. They don't hold a candle Mm-mm. to Mr. Pittsburgh. No they, no, they don't. Yikes. <laughs> How are you, everybody? How are you? How are you, everybody? Well, I heard on? that there was... Uh, Excitement? Um, 
I think a mailman got beaten with a baseball bat in your old neighborhood this week. In my old neighborhood? Brooklyn. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you something about the mailman in my current neighborhood. He's if I had a baseball bat, I'd be talking to him. Oh, it's true. Shaggy. I saw him the other day, man. He was walking up to our neighbor's house, pants down around his knees. Had shaggy. He did. He looked like Shaggy. I'm like, he, he fell, he fell up the stairs. I like when we have substitute mailmen because they get the mail They right actually get the mail right. Every time. Yeah. This one's an idiot. Yeah. Scoob. Yeah, Lily. I, I'm, yeah. I get Lily's mail. She gets my mail. <laughs> sometimes see, I never see, get my mail. See, yeah, sometimes I, I have all kinds of stuff I never get. And people always think I'm lying to me because I'm no. like, no, call no. Me, you know, no. Mitchell Lombardi. But I'm like, you don't understand what's going on with Our the mail. So I've, been, I've been going through this for 20 fucking years. I know. Yeah, no, Why don't you warn us? <laughs> I don't know. Because I yeah, like I missed I a know. wedding because of this guy. Yeah. He's, <laughs> so I did not get somebody's else. wedding invitation. I know. <laughs> I missed I missed something. So, either a wedding or a graduation uh, or something. One of my cousins. And then my friend was mad at me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I know. Ain't that no, a bitch, sorry. Lily? What are you yeah, gonna you do? Know, Ain't what are you gonna that do? a bitch. Well, I'll tell you what happened to me this weekend. Talk to me, Goose. So. <laughs> so weird. Oh my god. <coughs> so we had. To, I wanted to go see this movie, and it wasn't playing anywhere close. I had to go on like a long drive. I'm not gonna get into like where it was and everything like that. So we we went out to this thing and checked out the movie. It was really good. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. If you've never, if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. And uh, on the way back, it's dark. Mm. And, uh, you know, like this is some whacked out place I've never been, so I'm not sure where I'm going. And um, heading down the road, there's not a lot of cars. Visibility is kind of like weird, you know, because it's, you know, like it's some, there's no street lights or anything. Mm-hmm. And I hear something hit the back of my brand new fucking car. Oh, my God. Lovely. I just big, like, boom. I'm like, son of a bitch. So I like pulled the vehicle over the side of the road and got out and looked around. It was a little pig. <laughs> you killed babe. It was a little pig. It's all bloody. I was oh. like, and so then at this point, Sharon gets out and she's like, wow. she's like, she's upset. I'm like, I can't, I'm not putting it in a fucking car. And driving oh. it to a vet. So I kind of, I kind of scooshed it off, off to the you side of the bacon. road. Yeah. That's what you could do. Bacon. And I got I back in the bacon. car. And and drove home and it was like nothing we could do so, went to bed and everything. Yeah. About three o'clock in the morning, uh-huh. I heard pounding, pounding, like insane pounding. Yeah. On my door. Oh Lord. Yeah. No. Was it the pig? <laughs> so, I, so and and I come downstairs. And I can see like there's all these lights flashing and everything. Like, I'm like, what have I done? So I'm like, I'm like really freaking the fuck out. I'm in my underwear. Oh, uh, yeah, nice. And it's, this is the point where I got like, maybe I should put pants on. But yeah, you know. <laughs> so I, I open the door and it's a state fucking police, big fucking yeah. black dude. Yeah. And he's like, sir, um, we know, we, we uh, found out you're involved in an accident and you left the scene. <laughs> what? what the fuck? And I, <laughs> I said, I said, what do you mean? I said, it was, it was an, I said, I'm so sorry. It was an animal. I didn't really think that like. That was that illegal. Was he, goes, he said, that was some farmers. Oh, thing. no. And he was really upset and, and all this stuff. You're fucking lying. <laughs> Don't you want to know how they found out? I'd like kind to of. know, Lou. The pig squealed. I, ah! I, fu- I knew it was a fucking lie. God, you're such an asshole. asshole. 
You stole I'm that like, joke from somebody. I'm like getting drawn into this. I'm like, that oh my God. That joke is going around. You'll, you'll, so now you guys feel free to pass it around. It's one of those wow. jokes that like, everybody's telling. It's like a thing. I'm like, oh. Probably got some people listening probably have heard. They probably knew exactly where I was going with it. Maybe some are concerned about the pig, you jag off. Usually somebody says, how did how did the cops find out? Yeah, I was thinking it, but I was like so engrossed in this story. I hate you. Jesus. Okay, and I have so much stuff to talk about today, so let's get into it. Let's do it. Um. First of all, yeah. I want to make a... This isn't a disclaimer. I just want to uh, say that um, we... Th- this is a shitty job being a soldier. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. you know, like I know some dickheads that say stuff, well, they get free college. Dude, they're not sending them to fucking Oxford. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and even then, like, come on, man. Like, you know, it's a shitty fucking job. And a lot of these guys, like, they come. They don't go. They don't come back in in a good way. They don't come out the, in a good way the way that they came in. Right. And sometimes you know physically as well as mentally. So, um, and I you know I have personal issues with a lot of with, with any kind of military action. I think it's a shame, and I think that war is something military violence should be something that we should be over by the twenty first fucking century. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in any case. Um, so I just wanted to say that because what we're going to be talking about today is songs about soldiers, and I wanted to make sure that like it's we're we're, we're going to joke around and we're going to make crazy comments as we do we, because that's just what we do. But there is we the reason we're doing this is is out of uh, um, a, a sense of respect. Oh, exactly. What's going on? Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Kevin, Mr. Yeah. Pittsburgh is yeah. a veteran. Yes, yes. So thank you for Soitly, your service, Pittsburgh, Hux. Kevin. Yes, yes. And, you know, and again, and on the other side, we're not trying to glorify violence or anything. No, like that. So no. let's go ahead um, and uh, get into today's topic. Let's and I know it. that everybody has their favorites. So let's uh, start with Lily V6 because we missed mm, her. We, did. we missed you. Everybody misses me. They just don't know it till it's too late. They they take aim, but they miss you. Yeah. With this aim, I'm sure they're better equipped to get me. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Iron Maiden's The Trooper is going to be number go. one on my list because sure. it's one of my favorite bands ever. There you go. Um, the and Trooper? They- <laughs> was he a pooper? Yes. Um, anyway, the band <laughs> does have several songs about soldiers, but this is one I chose. Uh, released as the second single uh, in the 1983 album, Peace of Mind. It was uh, one of only a few songs to get much radio airplay for the band in the United States. Um, I don't know what I'm going to say now. Um, wow. Say what you like. They dug a little deeper in history for okay. the soldier song, the trooper using the charge of the light brigade at the Battle of Balaclava in 1854 as their wow. inspiration for the track. Because, you know, they like to like have epic stories right, about exactly. all the things, yeah, which is yeah. why I love them. Uh, Steve Harris actually uh, wrote the lyrics. Inspired not only by the history of the war, but also uh, the Lord Tennyson poem of the same name. Um, in the video for the track, the band took the association one step further by featuring film clips from the 1936 film The Charge of the Light Brigade, which starred out Earl Flynn. In keeping with the military theme, frontman Bruce Dickinson can often be seen waving a Union flag during the live performances mm-hmm. of the song. Um, it's also included in Guitar Hero 2, because I used to play that game. Uh, Carmageddon 2, Guitar Hero Smash Hits, and Rock Band Video Games. It's also mentioned in the novel World War Z by Max Brooks. And is, yes, and is used as the opening theme for the documentary series Metal Evolution. Um, also, Iron Maiden has a beer called Trooper. It's really good. 
I've yeah, had it I'll many drink times, to that. and I can't find it right now. So if anybody can just go ahead and find that and send it to my house, it'd be great. Drink some trooper. It's, it's really good, good for your pooper. <laughs> it probably is if you drink enough of it. It's you and your poop all the time. Oh, it's all about that pooper. What's called? It's all about the pooper. <laughs> I'm all so. about that pooper. About that pooper. Here we go. Okay. So next, we're going to visit with our friend. Well, I really need like Mr. Roger music like, right now. We need the band. Now it's time to meet our friend, Mr. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Kevin. Hello, neighbors. Lily. No. Would you like to be my neighbor? I am. Oh. <laughs> that would explain a lot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right. So uh, my my first song is going to be uh, my number one is going to be Metallica One. Legit. <laughs> I there like was. that. That was. was perfect. Too there. legit to quit. It is right. Well, you know, it doesn't take long for anybody to identify Metallica's One as a song of war. Uh, the opening sounds of helicopters and artillery drive home the point quickly. And the machine gun-like guitar and drum parts also sell the story. Um, so for the inspiration, uh, the band pulled, uh, uh, well, they pulled in- inspiration from the 1939 novel Johnny Got His Gun. And this is why I picked this song, because in their video... They actually uh, footage, yeah, footage mm. from the 1971 film of the same title. Yeah. And here's the thing: I saw Johnny, what is it? Johnny got his gun as a kid. Oh, it's disturbing. Did you should see this? As a that's a, kid, the, the, I, I saw I can't this. Even watch the video, dude. I can't. <sighs> that's, I can't listen to the song. It's too yeah. upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, um, yeah, I'm like, what? As a kid, I watched this. And if you if folks that don't know. Johnny got his gun is about a was a World War One uh, veteran that uh, lost his uh, sight, Everything. hearing, speech, arms, legs, right? But he's still alive, and all he has is his thoughts. And as a kid watching this video and listening to the Metallica, well, I saw the film initially, and then when the video came uh, out, really it just brought you. it all back. I'm like, whoa! But uh, it's a very powerful song, very powerful story. So my first pick is going to be Metallica's one. Uno. Yeah, they're very good. Uno. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, um, he- uh, hearing that song uh, because I had guitar students that wanted to learn how to uh-huh. play it. So I learned it, and then I saw the video, and I was like, ugh. Boy, mm-hmm. it's just rough. It's just one of it those, is, like, yeah. um, you know what I mean? It's just one of those songs that's just like, ugh. Whew. But it really puts in this uh, perspective, like what the veterans who have fought wars for us, what they go through when they come back sometimes. And like you said, they're not whole, man. Yeah. So Psychologically or physically. Yes, right. exactly. Right. And uh, that's what we want to just sort of talk about today. Kind of mm-hmm. like salute to the, you know, our yes. men and women in the armed forces. Um, in um, 1984. Oh, such a good year. Why is that, Lil? I don't know, because I just like it. In 1984, <laughs> um, we were only about 12 years or so out of the Vietnam War. Mm. It was still yeah. a kind of like oh, wow, fresh yeah. wound. And I remember that in the 80s, many characters, Kevin, you might uh, remember this, many characters on television shows, Magnum P.I., mm-hmm. Simon and we're Simon, all were Vietnam, Vietnam vets. vets. That was, that exactly. was, like, was a, you know, like a reoccurring theme. Uh, oh, the A-Team. Exactly. <clears throat> it was yes. a very common thing. And there were a lot of movies that came out about 
um, Vietnam is that you know sort of featured it as a backdrop. The decade, the decade of the 1980s starts out with the uh, like epic classic film uh, Apocalypse Now it's from mm-hmm. in 1980. Mm-hmm. So it like right. you know it's like let let's like open up this wound and try to freaking deal with it. Right. Um, and um, so these songs that referenced it and music videos and stuff like that was very common and. I think the, the, the if a guy was going to handle this and have a big pop hit with a song about Vietnam, I mean a really big pop hit mm-hmm. um, like this, um, the guy I think that whether you like him or not is Bruce Springsteen. There you go. <clears throat> That's the guy that could like bring it across in a way yes, yes. without it sounding like like exploit like Bon right. Jovi probably couldn't get away with that. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, right. Totally. Right. Monty Crew, Van Halen, they're not gonna really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, um, yes, Jackson Brown and a lot of folks like reference the Vietnam uh, War in their music and stuff like that. But this song, <laughs> Born in the USA, um, off of the album born in the USA in 1984 this is one of those songs that's like ubiquitous mm-hmm. with 1984 it's like inseparable it's like they right. go it's like um, chocolate and peanut butter the two great tastes mm, that, go, that taste great together you know yeah. you think about songs from that year the born in the USA mm-hmm. when doves cry mm-hmm. jump like mm-hmm. there's a th- and we could go on and on right, and on. Right, there's right. something they're, in the air. That's you know the what year. I mean. Yeah. But in any case, back to Born in the USA it was a song that like it was inescapable. It was all over <clears throat> the radio. You couldn't get away from it. I remember that uh, summer, I went to New Jersey with the girl I was dating because her sister's fiance lived there. Blah blah blah. Whatever. And I was like, no, it was a free trip to New Jersey. <laughs> there you go. Just to see what's going on in New Jersey, and. We walked up and down the boardwalk, and all you heard was that album. Oh well, I believe yeah, it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all. I mean, but it was, it was, it was that record was the biggest record in the world, and it was New Jersey, this right. the hometown oh, guy, yeah. you know. Right, it's and, a hero. Yeah, there's their hero. So, um, it was a really interesting experience, um, and like his sound got got um. um Imitated Dire Straits as a song mm-hmm. Walk of Life, which is really a Bruce Spring- yes, yes, the song yes, Bruce Springsteen needed around yeah. writing, which has that it could sound like something that could have been on this album. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> but Springsteen wrote this song about problems uh, with uh, that Vietnam veterans encountered when they returned to America. Vietnam mm-hmm. was the first war the U.S. didn't win, and while veterans of other wars received heroes' welcomes, those who fought in the Vietnam War were mostly ignored when they returned to uh, their homeland. If they were lucky, <laughs> a lot oh, yeah. of times they yeah. were um, singled out and you know mocked and things in a in a very ugly time in our c- country's history. Uh, the original title was Vietnam. The director Paul Schrader sent Springsteen a script for a movie called Born in the USA about a rock band struggling with life and religion. This gave Bruce the idea for the new title. Unfortunately for Schrader, when he was finally ready to make the movie in 1985, the title Born in the USA was too associated with the song. Springsteen helped him out, however, providing the song Light of Day, mm-hmm. which became the new title for Schrader's movie and the feature song of the film. So this yes. is where yep. this movie Light of Day comes from. Wow. I didn't even know until just now. I didn't know that either. That's pretty cool. This is one of the most misinterpreted songs ever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Ronnie Reagan, for all the good he did, like he you know stepped in it and he shared times as well. His, yeah. his, his amount of time too. Like 
You know, nobody's perfect. And I always say people like I um, don't talk for a living. But when you're like we're doing a podcast, you're shooting off, you're shooting off, shooting from the hip a lot and everything mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. You know, people misspeak like, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know about our current guy in there, <laughs> but I will give him the benefit of the doubt sure, as well. Sure. So, um, but the song has mis- been mis- misinterpreted. Most people thought it was like sort of a pa- patriotic American yeah. pride, go America. It was actually cast as a shameful eye on how America exactly. treated the Vietnam mm-hmm. veterans. Springsteen considers it's one of his best songs, but it bothers him that it's so widely misinterpreted. Uh, with a rock-looking rhythm, enthousi- enthusiastic chorus, a patriotic uh, album cover, it's easy to think that he has more to do with American pride than Vietnam shame. I think think that other songs on the album do reflect some pride mm-hmm. you know sure. in, in America and like you know kind of good old boy kind of stuff Darlington County and a lot of stuff. my hometown like right. have right. that you know sort of like you know almost like Norman Rockwell right exactly yeah. kind of like rock and roll thing going on right uh, butchered that uh, this is the first song and title track of one of the most popular albums ever, Born in the USA, sold over 18 million copies. The single, the single was released in England as a double A-side with I'm on Fire, which is also a really big hit. Uh, it was the first song Springsteen wrote for the album. He first recorded it on January 3rd, 1982 on tape. that became his album, Nebraska, later that year. Now, it was a couple days after my birthday. Oh. <laughs> um... Sorry. You're good. You, you <laughs> threw off his train of thought. I did. I'm now, this sorry. Is an interesting, this is an interesting fact about this album. Um, Nebraska uh-huh. and Born in the USA were recorded at the same time. Really? I didn't and know that. And what they were doing was he had written all these songs, like yeah. 20, 30 songs. And they were like, okay, which ones are going to be kind of come band songs with the East Street mm-hmm. Band and go on Born in the USA? And which ones am I going to do? Yeah. You know, and they tried them all both ways. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's kind of neat. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. But the acoustic stuff, you know, he, him and his producers and stuff, I thought was just too good not to release. So um, Nebraska is a very cool album. Um, and you can understand why it's like, okay, right, Born in the USA is like the USA of the whole country. But mm-hmm. Nebraska is a kind of like, well, let's it's zero what in yeah. into some, you know. It's, it's kind of kind of cool. Um, I'm not going to get into everything. There's a million things about this song. Um, the song inspired the fami- famous Annie Leibovitz photo of Springsteen's butt against the backdrop of an American flag. But. Bruce had to be convinced to use it as an album cover. Some people thought it depicted Springsteen urinating on the flag. <laughs> <coughs> Looking back on the cover in 1996 review wow. uh, interview, uh, Springsteen said, I was probably working out my own insecurities. You know, that particular image is probably the only time I took. I look back over pictures of the band and it feels like a caricature of me. According to Max Weinberg, Bruce attempted to do the song in a rockabilly trio style without, well, with a country beat. Mm. Mm. Interesting. The drum solo towards the end of the song was completely improvised. Drummer Max Weinberg said that the band was recording in an oval-shaped studio with the musicians separated into, uh, into different parts. Springsteen at the front suddenly turned towards Weinberg at the back after singing, waved his hand in the air frantically to signal the drumming. Weinberg uh, then nailed it. Eight minutes were cut of the song were cut from the song, which Max Weinberg said went into a psychedelic jam. Wow. Wow. I do not want to hear that. Eight minutes. Yeah, they just (laughs) kinda like went off. Um, They jammed. Yeah. Wow. So um anyways, it is uh and there's a million uh, there's tons of stuff about it. We could go on and on and on. But yeah, it uh the title song the song was you could it was inescapable. Yeah, it was everywhere. 
I mean, that record and uh, Prince's um, When Doves, uh, or uh, Purple Rain. Purple Rain, Purple Rain. Purple Rain soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, that is, those two records were like, uh, I, I remember uh, Musician Magazine announced their album of the year at the end of the year, and it was the first time, the only time they ever had a tie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Purple Rain and Born in the USA. Yeah. So, you know. But anyway, so we'll get, we're going to talk a little bit about Born in the USA again a little bit later because I'm going to, uh, that's going to be Another our one. lyrics. Nice. Oh, there you go. That's what we're going to do our lyrics. So. so there's no misconstruing of the meaning of the song. <laughs> Strewing. Mis- misconstruation. All right, Mr. Uh, Miss Lily. No, Miss Lily. Yeah, I'm not a mister. Mr. Lily. No, you're not. <laughs> so I'm not a super huge fan of the grunge era, but I do like Alice in Chains, so I'm going with Rooster. There you go. Uh, featured on the second album, Dirt. Rooster! It- My God, I hate you, Fright Night. <laughs> and releases the fourth single from the album on February 22nd, 1993. Um... Jerry Cantrell needed to look no further than his own father for mm-hmm. inspiration for the band's hit song, Rooster. The title came from the nickname given to his father while he was serving in the Vietnam War. Weird. Uh, Top Gun, that's Goose's son's call sign is Rooster. Whoa. Anyway, Cantrell stated in the music box liner notes that do, uh, doing the song brought he and his father closer together. He recalled the first time I ever heard him talk about <laughs> Vietnam was when we made the video. And he did a 45-minute interview with um, Mark Pellington, who was the director, and he was amazed that he even did it. Uh, it brought him to tears at one point, and it was beautiful. He said it was a weird experience, a sad experience, and he hoped that nobody else had to go through it. And it is one of my favorite songs. It actually was our senior prank. We had a rooster in the hallway at school, and they played that over the intercom. But that's not what it's about. It's about his father. Who it's not a song about keeping chickens in your backyard. It's not about uh, really? that. Really? It's I, not. I, I, I figured you thought that was what it was about, so that's why I had to just clear it up for you. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you so cray. You cray. Uh, I could be cray. I don't know. I could mm. be cray. <laughs> just a little. But you gotta teach me how to play. Oh, hey now. Wow. Alright. <laughs> I have a good one. Do you? Well, I mean, there's so many good ones. There's, yeah, there is. I, I, when I was doing research today, I know. I'll I'll stop them. No, you go ahead. You could, why don't we have Pittsburgh Kevin go? All right. Because I'm digging mine up. D- oh, you're I'm digging, digging yours up, are you? All right, so I'm going to go with Sammy Hagar. Remember the heroes. Damn it. That's on the Sorry. List. That's okay. Oh, I could go with another one. No, that's okay. Do it. I could do try it. Just again. Do it. Just do oh, it, Nike. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Sammy Hagar. Sh- Sorry, 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 Lily. Oh my gosh. Uh, Sammy Hagar showed his more serious side with Remember the Heroes from. Oh, remember the honkies. That fucking clown anyway, off the show. Honky the, the clown. Honky. He was very prevalent last week when you weren't here. Um, Thank God for that. Anyway, uh, remember, remember the Heroes is from Sammy's 1982 album, Three Lockbox. Three Lockbox. Yeah. The patriotic rocker offered a poignant reminder that no matter what your position is on war itself, it's important to acknowledge the sacrifices made by your soldiers. Um, yeah, I think that says it all right there. You know, we're, we're talking about we don't want to glorify war or anything like that. But, you know, what? the people that put their lives on the line, lost their lives and, uh, you know, uh, sustained injuries and stuff. This song, I was listening to it today, and I'm like, oh, I remember that song when it came out. But, uh, yeah, so that's my pick, Sammy Hagar. High five. Sammy. Remember <laughs> the hero. Hagar the Horrible. He's not horrible. He's a nice man. I like that comic strip. Oh, yeah, remember um, that? This, uh, this next one is uh, 
the sands of Iwo Jima That's by a good one. I the drive-by truckers. The mm. drive-by truckers universe is populated by plenty of shady characters. But here we meet one of the good guys. George A. is a family man, and in 1941, when the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor, he first seeks a deferment since there's work to do on the farm. He winds up serving, he believed in God and country, coming home and leading a life that involves yearly reunions with his old war buddies. If George is keen on remembering his time in the South Pacific, he knows the difference between commemorating and glorifying. When his uh, grandnephew, the narrator, asks him whether his experiences resembled the movie referenced in the title, the old-timer responds, I never saw John Wayne on the sands of Iwo Jima. Um, yes, it is a uh, recollection of you know this uh, patriarch or older person in the family talking about this being part of the uh, Iwo Jima. Uh, I'm not going to give you the whole history lesson on it. It was very... A hard-won uh, battle in the South Pacific, where both sides had massive, massive casualties, mm. and there's a um, you know. So in any case, um, it what 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 the song is saying is that like you know we can kind of get in a, a skewed ver- a vision from you know when we're mm. not involved in it, and that like it really wasn't like that. So you kind of want to keep that in mind, right? Um, and it's got a good beat. You could dance to it. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd give it a seven out of nine. Yeah, man. Dick, thank you. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> well, there you have it. Dick. Wow. Dick Clark. I, know. I just feel like you just wanted to I say know, Dick just... like twice. I know. <laughs> That's why I think of your dick. Wow. I don't sir. have one. What I think of your dick. Sir. I don't have one of those. So okay, so what do we got? Come on, Lily. I'm gonna. That was my last one. That was Shack your last it to one. To me. I, I got. I Come got, on now. I got a, a little doors. Unknown soldier. Oh, there you go. Doors, man. Little doors, man. Uh, the first single from the uh, Doors 1968 album, "Waiting for the Sun." Mm. Waiting for the Doors voice their not-so-veiled opposition to the Vietnam War with Unknown Soldier, the first single from the 1968 album. Uh, it's trademarked Doors track marked by Rayman's Eric's okay, signature organ. What happened? Organ no, wait, 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 wait. He has a signature organ. I didn't finish. Organ riffing. <laughs> oh, oh. Topped off an ironic Jim Morrison musing on how children were, children were watching the war at home on TV as their fathers were getting killed. God, just let me get it out, man. That's what she said. She said. <laughs> Fucking hate you. Morrison was inspired to write the lyrics after visiting the tomb of the unknown soldier at the Arlington National Cemetery. I've been there. It's awesome. I hate you. You don't. <laughs> the same don't. day in which the band performed at the Hilton Hotel International Ballroom, uh, Morrison directed a promotional clip that featured him getting killed, which the band then restaged live at their concerts for the song finale. Wow. Stamped. <laughs> Uh, anything else, Mr. Pittsburgh? I got one more. Una mas. I'm going to give you a scenario. Oh, boy. You're a film producer. You want to produce a film about the 60s. What song do you go with? Somewhere in the film that, that says, this film is set in the 60s. Um, you don't have to answer. I'll answer for I, you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what I would Not think. Jesus. I am talking... <laughs> I am talking about Creedence Clearwater Revival, Fortunate, Fortunate Son. Exactly, it's right? Fortuitous Son. Fortuitous Son. <laughs> so CCR's uh, Fortunate Son was inspired. I didn't know this. was inspired by the marriage between Julie Nixon and David Eisenhower. 
Oh. Yeah, I didn't I know I didn't that. even know. Uh, the song draws... I learned something today. See? Well, <laughs> we learned a couple of things, but we can't discuss them on the air. Oh, uh, The song draws a bleak contrast between the wealthy class, whose connections shield them from the consequences of war, and a working class soldier who has no choice but to go off and fight. Because... I ain't no senator's son. Yeah, I, I just watched Platoon the other day, and uh, it, it really, you know, here's here's uh, Charlie Sheen's character who was in college, and he quit college to volunteer, and his whole reason was, well, why should all the poor kids have to go off to war? You know what I mean? So uh, that song really uh, brings up a good contrast. You know, the rich get to stay home and be shielded by daddy and mommy's money. And Well, that's... Um is uh, expressed in the movie um, um, yes you know the movie I'm talking about Star yeah, Wars yeah totally it's in, it's of course in, it's gotta be Star Wars yeah, why not the cuckoo's nest no it's not <laughs> it's not one flew <laughs> never mind I'm like already I'm like, really one flew over the cuckoo's nest I'm just kidding hey chief um, let's talk about um, so anyways <coughs> this is a um, not a serious kind of subject, and you mm-hmm. know we don't wish no bad on nobody, or we're not nope. being you know we're having fun. I do want I did kind of want to mention um, I I did have one I forgot on my list here, "Gone Away," which is the song by um, is it the Offspring? The by the Offspring. Yeah. However, yes. it was um, remade by um, Five Finger Death Punch with a different kind of interpretation. Oh, interesting. Dexter Holland started doing the song during the Offspring's uh, gigs uh, solo on piano. A rock show can feel like bam, 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 and we wanted to uh, take a minute in the middle of the set to let everyone breathe, sit down for a minute, and stop screaming. Holland noticed his acoustic rendition was uh, connecting live. As he was also getting numerous supportive messages on social media, he decided to record the piano version strings for 2021. 2021 album let the bad times roll it makes it feel different in the way i think it's cool it's a weird recording so <clears throat> i'm so used to weird loud messy guitars cover up all your imperfections and felt pretty vulnerable quite frankly um yes he did it as a ballad and the video is done as a sort of like tribute to soldiers oh interesting. And yes and if okay. you listen to the lyrics it, it can have that reading the offspring yeah. did not write it right with that in mind but that's a just sort of like you know, I was listening to a playlist today <clears throat> with that, and I came up, and I was like, oh, okay. And I wanted to sort of just give it a kind of a clip. I'm going to check that out. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, you, you know, we respect you guys out there. Do your thing, you know. Hope that you, you know, keep your head fucking down, man. Don't get, don't yeah. get fucking yeah. shot or blown up. So, um, today's, we're going to do lyrics with Ludini. Okay, and then we're going to get off of the uh, serious sort of, (coughs) excuse me, vibe view going on here, which is kind of weird for us, right? We don't do serious very well. We don't know how to do that. So this is Born in the USA by um, Ernie Stringbean. No, it's not by Ernie Stringbean. It's not Ernie Stringbean. Ernie Stringbean. So I'm going to turn the music on back in the background. I don't want to make it too chaotic. but um, uh, Born down in a dead man's town, the first kick I took was when I hit the ground. End up feeling like a dog that's been beat too much till you spend half your life just covering up. Born in the USA. I was born in the USA. I was born in the USA. Born in the USA. 
So you got this guy's like probably what not from the greatest. He's not a fortunate son. No, he's not, sir. So that's how we will we will put that. So so I I think we can draw parallels between this and fortunate son because the first verse is about a guy who's like don't doesn't really have much going on in life, so he joins the military. Second verse, got in a little hometown jam, so they put a rifle in my hand, sent me off to a foreign land to go and kill the yellow man. Born in the USA, I was born in the USA, I was born in the USA, I was born in the USA. Um, So now who else goes to, a lot of times people who have the option, well, you can go to jail or you can go to the military. Uh So this is another uh, thing that, you know, this this is sort of like something that, you know, Mr. Springsteen Mm -hmm. is kind of Mm -hmm. like pointing out. You know that it, you know, I, this is like Sands of Iwo Jima, and I think most of the songs we're ta- we are talking about tonight that you know are trying to say like you know let's not get like you know what I mean. Let's not, yep. This is yep. a bad situation. We really shouldn't be you know. Yeah. Come back home to the refinery. Hiring man said, "Son, if it was, it was up, up to me, me, went down to see my VA man. He said, "Son, you don't understand. I had a brother at Quezon fighting off the Viet Cong. They're still there. He's all gone." We, he had a woman he loved in Saigon. I got a picture of him in her arms now. Down in the shadow of the penitentiary, out by the gas fires of the refinery, I'm 10 years burning down the road, nowhere to run, ain't got nowhere to go. <clears throat> so, um, you know, he comes back and it's, he doesn't really have, he doesn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like, and um, and then he talks about a situation with, and this is another situation that was true was the people having a families over there, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, very sad. Um, and uh, you know, then the sort of last verse is a sort of like you know from here to there and everywhere, you know, I'm like kind of trapped. I can't really make it work. Um, and you know, it, you know, kind of a list, kind of kind of lets you know that like, hey, you know. Just kind of keep that in mind the next time some politician mm-hmm. is saying, like, let's go here into some foreign country and right. do something. It's a, probably a good song to listen to, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of go, like, wait a minute here. You know, uh, you know. Not exactly. 9-11. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, like we discussed, though, like I... It also it always bothered me that it was like, oh, it's a pro-America song. I'm like, have you listened to the lyrics, man? It's no, talking about how our veterans were kind of effed over. People don't listen. You know? I know they don't. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to hear that shit, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody want to hear that shit. No. Sir. Wow. Yeah, come on, Lily. Anyway, Jared Grease <laughs> says, hey, thinking of songs about military stuff, anyone remember the song Sullivan by Caroline Spine? Oh boy, vaguely. <laughs> yeah, and that was about the Sullivan brothers. Sure. Is that how? Is that what we discussed there? Uh, it's about the Sullivan brothers that yeah. were all on the same ship that sunk during World right. War II oh, and it, killed all five of them. It led exactly. to the Sullivan Which Act. Now why, siblings cannot be on the same boats. Which is shaving why they Ryan. went. They went up. to look for Private Ryan. Remember? Yes. Oh, it's not shaving Brian, Ryan's privates. <laughs> I hate you. Jesus Christi over there. Why? Why do we even try to be nice? I give up. I don't know either. But uh, yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna like run, throw some uh, bands and some um, stuff at you. Um, oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Hey Kool Aid. 
Hey, I need that sound effect. Yeah, you do. Okay, so Lily, what do you got here? Uh, I'm going to talk about Blacktop Mojo as soon as I can find them Blacktop on my list Mojo. here. Um, they are a rock band from Palestine, Texas, um, with Matt James, Nathan Gillis, Chuck Wepfer, and Matt Curtis. So they look physically like a band from Texas, but their sound is definitely not Texas-like at all. It's no. uh, very rock, hard rock. They're yeah. fun to watch on stage. I just saw them in Daytona at cool. the uh, Welcome to Rockville show. The uh, CD I want every or the album I want everybody to listen to is the self-titled Blacktop Mojo that came out in 2021. Um, it's very fun. It's uh, kind of bluesy. They um, the song "Wicked Woman" is probably the highlight on the album. It's uh, that's the that's the blues riff that I love on there. Um, and I think everybody should just check them out. They're 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 fantastic on stage. The lead singer is so much fun. He can't dance, but he tries so hard, and I love oh, it. That's nice. and he they just had so much energy. So that's I'd like cool. everyone good, to check them good, out. Good pick. Good that's pick. Good. All right, Pittsburgh Kevin, what do you got? So I was listening to the uh, local radio station here, local classic rock radio station here in uh, the Berg, and uh, they had a band on. It's a local band, and. Uh, uh, I'm like, these guys are really good. So the name of the band is Limousine Beach, Pittsburgh's own Limousine Beach. Fun so stuff. It's, what? Fun stuff. It is fun stuff. <laughs> um, best way to describe them, they are Kiss-esque. Yes, I agree. Right? Right? Yeah, it's for sure. kind of like that uh, late 70s, early well, 80s. Like Gina Werewolf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. But uh, these guys were formed in Pittsburgh in the spring of 2018, and uh, they're just a lot of fun. You can find them on Spotify, if you'd like, um, and uh, listen to, I don't know if it's an EP or an LP, but it's not even a P anymore. It's not even an album <laughs> None anymore. None of the P's. But, uh, nonetheless, <laughs> I listened to them at work the other day. I'm like, this is a lot of fun. So, uh, Limousine Beach is my pick for the week. Um. Mine is uh, oh, the the band you know, the band you you guys all Do know, I know which, is, which is Hailstorm. You know hey! yeah, you definitely know but it. But I wanted go. to just mention they've got a song that out uh, that's got a video. It's, it's getting some, it's getting a lot of play on Octane called Wicked, "Wicked Ways." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, not ways to be wicked by um, Lone Justice. But no, Wicked Ways. So check it out. Uh, it's a great track. Hailstorm. You know Lizzie Hale. You know, and she's. Not really a hometown girl, but I think they're from Harrisburg, Reading area. I think maybe. they are, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I guess one of you guys, this one you guys would like. One of the things we try to do is, uh, you know, I try to make sure I like steer you guys towards stuff that I think you're going to dig, and not stuff that like because I have crazy tastes. You know, I don't want to <laughs> steer you to something and you go like, "What the fuck? Yeah. That stuff <laughs> sucks, Lutini." Um, did you did you um, play a few did shows you? with her back in the day? Is that do I? Yeah, my yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah way back, back when way they were back kids, in the day. Yeah, yeah. that's played, awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so that is it mm -hmm. for that stuff. Yeah. Um, let's, let's do something. We did else. lyrics with Ludini. Yeah. What about let's go what the Beatles did today? This what day. The Beatles, what the Beatles did today? <laughs> did they do something? Probably. These are I'm a few sure. of oh, my yeah. favorite Beatles things. Of course they did. Things. Of course they did. What did they do? Number one thing. They went to number one in 1964 in this day. Of course they did. But before we get into that. Yes, Lou. Well, let's get into it. Okay, okay. why not? All right. I'll do this later. All right, then. I, I feel like I'm I feel like incomplete. I feel like I haven't shared everything I need to share tonight. Ooh. Little teaser for you folks at the home. The Beatles went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with "Love Me Do" 
love, love. That was their big. It was their original first. first sure. Hit. The version released in America had Andy White playing drums while Ringo played the tambourine. Oh. The British single was a take on uh, was a take on which Ringo Starr actually played the drums. Interesting. So they. That's that why. Huh. Like, you know huh. what I mean? Like, I would love to know, like, what why? was the logic what? behind would British audiences prefer Ringo playing? Like, I, I, you know, yeah. they were brand new. Like, it doesn't make right. any sense. I know. On this day in 1965, the Rolling Stones played the final night of a U.S. tour at the New York Rock Academy of Music. Hmm. During the afternoon, the band recorded six songs for the Claypole TV mm. show. Huh. Oh, the Beatles again oh, began recording. We didn't know that. Wednesday in 1968 began uh, working on what would become known as the White Album. Yo, man, why's it got to be white? <laughs> well, don't worry. We evened out many years later. Metallica had the Black Album. Okay, that's fine. So then. it's all it evens good. out. It all evens out. They evens. were a four-piece rock band like the Beatles. Exactly. <clears throat> Ray Stevens went to number one on the U.S. singles oh, chart in 1970 with "Everything Is Beautiful." beautiful. But um, I particularly re- prefer his novelty hits like The Streak and yes. The Days of Square right. Berserk. <laughs> of course you do. Yes. David Cassidy, this day in 1974, uh, oh, yes. Bern- Bernadette Whalen, 14-year-old uh, David Cos- uh, Cosby, David Cassidy <laughs> fan, died of heart failure what? four days after attending a U.K. concert. Uh, of his over 1,000 other fans had to be given first aid during the singer's uh, White City Stadium show. He was that good. <clears throat> and he ended up being banned in England and stuff for uh, a while. You know? David Cassidy? Yeah. Wow. Like that was like the teen. He was like a giant Yes, teen. I know, right? People would pass out and... Yeah. That's so bizarre. Huh. That's crazy. Women would just scream and cry the whole time like they did with the Beatles. I've that was that a happen. thing for them. I've had, I've had that happen there, you know, after a gig, and uh, finally I have to get up out of bed and open the uh, hotel room and let them out. And there's dead silence. David Bowie kicked off an 87-date Glass Spider World Tour on, uh, t- on this day in 1987. On this day in mm-hmm. 1996, Alan Whitaker uh, appeared on the UK TV show, uh, quiz show Mastermind, his special subject being the Sex Pistols. He hmm. won a place in the semifinal of the show, answering all but one of the 18 questions correctly. Nice. Wow. So he was a sex... He, he had a niche. <laughs> he he knew pistols, what he liked. Sex Pistols uh, uh, expert. Wow. Diana Ross voluntarily entered a Malibu drug and alcohol rehabilitation clinic on the same 2002. That was nice of her. She was nice. <laughs> I am... Um, it's in the archives... But I interviewed her daughter. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Yeah, it was very interesting. Very cool. Very interesting. I had her on the podcast. Very cool. Mickey Most, uh, producer Mickey Most, died this age on this day. Excuse me. This age, <laughs> at the age of 64 on this day in 2003. Oh. Uh, Most Brothers, uh, during the 50s, Mickey Most and the Playboys produced <laughs> hits for the animals. Herman's yeah. Hermits, Donovan, Kim Wilde, Lulu, and Jeff Beck. Finley Quay, our Finley Quay. Oh, yeah. Was threatened for jail after his moment. Phone rang while he was in the dock waiting to be sentenced on charges of assault. After being found guilty of assaulting his former girlfriend, he was ordered to attend six month domestic violence program by a district judge. Okay, then. 
Uh, on the same 2004, our, our our good friend Madonna was forced to pay out 250,000 pounds in a lawsuit after copying ideas by late French erotic photographer Gary Burton. Madonna had admitted the video for her song Hollywood was inspired by Burton. Oh. Everybody's favorite band, Coldplay. Yes. Love Coldplay's album was illegally put on the internet. Oopsie oh my daisy. lord. OMG. Jesus. Oopsie daisy. Oopsie That's daisy. That's epic. Fuck you, Coldplay. I don't give a Oop. goddamn about your fucking See album. Daisy. Wow. On this day in 2007, the White Stripes leaked copy of uh, the new White Stripes album, Icky Thump, was played completely on Chicago radio station Q101. That's crazy talk. WKQX Jack White <laughs> personally called the U.S. radio station from Spain where he was touring to voice his displeasure. I'll bet he did. We have a call, a collect call from a Jack White for you. Wow. Do you accept the charges? On this, Phil Spector, you guys remember Phil Spector? Yes, that I do remember bag, Phil. That yes. fuck, oh, he had oh. great hair, though. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had All the way to the end. Uh, in 2007, the coroner told hmm. the murder trial of music producer Phil Spector that U.S. actress Lana uh, Clarkson's death yeah. was a homicide. Yes, it was. Dr. Louis Pina said bruising suggested the barrel of a gun may have been forced into Miss Clarkson's mouth before she was fatally shot in 2003. Spectre was accused of murdering Clarkson on uh, the 3rd of February 2003 at his home in California. What happened? You obviously know more about it than I do. Did he he go to jail? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He died in jail. Yeah. Yeah. he, He was sent to prison. He went away. Nutcase. He was psychotic. What's my number one rule? Never kill a hot chick. Is that your number one rule? That actually I is. I didn't even know. If that was you okay. ever meet my kids, I will say to them, what's daddy's number one rule? And they will say that to you. Unprovoked. <laughs> That's you great. may not want her, but maybe I do. <laughs> yeah. What a you shame. You guys are crazy. What a shame, man. <laughs> yeah, we're crazy. Yeah, we're crazy, Lou. You got all kind of problems, man. You, you guys mean? need to get into some serious psychiatric God. fucking help. <laughs> what? Why do I want to hear about that guy? Fuck that guy. Oh, Who? how about what? Mick Jagger? Mick <laughs> Jagger started, offered yeah. to buy an ice cream van, but was turned down by his owner, who promised his daughter he would drive her to her wedding. In it. Seriously, that's what she wanted. Giuseppe della Camera spent ten years restoring the rusting van to perfection mm-hmm. after he spotted it on the floor, being used as a chicken shed. Oh my! The restoration was such a success. <laughs> Sir Mick offered to buy the vehicle when he's on. Did you know? You're like literally hurting my brain. Jagger told me he really <laughs> had fallen in love with the van and asked me if I would consider selling I really it. Like I was van. stunned when he offered me a hundred thousand pounds. I really like that van. I'd take it. At that point, I'd be like, "Too much is never enough." I'd be like, "I don't have a daughter." <laughs> <laughs> what daughter? What? You, what? Why does she want to go to her wedding in an ice cream van? First of all. <sighs> That's you how know, he met her husband. Here's what you, here's what you do. Here's 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 a way yes, better ahead, way to Lou. handle this. Yes. You say, Mick, you absolutely can have it. Absolutely, and thank yeah. you for the hundred thousand dollars. But I do have one caveat. Yeah. You have to drive it to my daughter's wedding. You have to be her chauffeur for the wedding. Yeah, that literally could have been a there thing. There you go. 
Hello, everybody. And it would have been a giant publicity stunt for the Stones. No, 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 yeah. no doubt, yeah. Brian's here. Let's go. Wow. That's my Mick Jagger. It's not very good. This day in 2009, Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> was suing the band's guitarist Tony Iommi oh over royalty payments. Yeah, as you do. The 60-year-old had accused Iommi of falsely claiming to have the sole rights to the band's name, which has cost him royalties from merchandise sales. Mm-hmm. Osbourne was seeking unspecified damages. Lost profits and declaration he is half owner of the trademark. Iommi claims that Osborne legally relinquished the rights of the band's name in the 1980s. Osborne said he believed all four original members of the band should share Black Sabbath's name equally. Sure. Um, I'm going to venture that by 2009, Ozzy was a multimillionaire several times over. You don't say. A little bit. Just a little bit. No. And I'm not so. I, it just seems he like wasn't. That. Sharon was. <laughs> yeah. So Sharon. Yeah. This. Sharon. Wow. Um, Johnny Cash, new museum dedicated to the life of Johnny Cash, stages official opening on the day in 2013. And you didn't even go. I know what was wrong. Great. With you. you were in Nashville. A road trip. On this day in 2014, Urethra Franklin. <laughs> Received an honorary degree from Harvard University. It, it, it cracks me up every time I hear it. You're just easily amused. That's the problem. I am, right? <laughs> um, so, like, this is a thing. You know, like, rock stars have been, yes. like, harassed and harangued on stage. For you. Like, like, you know, the story, you know, the person throws the bat on stage. All yeah. Right. You know, people throwing stuff, hitting people in the head, they're sure. getting injured and yes, yes. all kind of stuff like that. Yes. So, Enrique Iglesias, of all people, sliced uh-huh. his fingers when he tried to grab a drone camera, which is taking pictures of the audience. <laughs> I remember that. At a concert that. at Tijuana. He was semi-treated hmm. at the side of the stage to Semi. stop the bleeding and was advised to end the show. Wow. Um, oh, it's got blades on it, doesn't it? Yeah, no. that was. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a thing. You know what I mean? That that famous people are dealing with <laughs> drones. That's a thing. Famous it's, people it's are dealing. They are. With. They are now. It's like grabbing drone. the drones. Well, no, I'm like like drones are coming. That's like, why you got yourself it? a three fit seven magnum. Without, you shoot it out of the sky. I think that's probably would have been a better solution. Probably would have been more epic at the concert. If it yeah, right. Out of three. He should have went up to the microphone and said, here's what he should have done. He should have been, hello, my name is Enrique Iglesias. You took a picture of my father. You, you, you took a picture of my audience. This is a 357 Magnum. It will blow your head clean off. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. Wow. See? Perfect. On this day in 2019, singer, songwriter, guitarist, actor Leon Redbone died at age 69. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Later performed in several... He he, he had tons of songs, and a lot of people covered his songs. Later uh, performed in several television commercials, including Budweiser Beer, in which Mm -hmm. he lay on a surfboard singing, This Bud's For You. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. He just didn't care. How much money am I making on this? Oh, yeah, Yeah, sure. I'll do it. I'll do it. It is what it is. A lot of these guys like didn't make a lot of money. Uh-huh. You know? Some of these guys made a lot of money, but some of these guys did not make a lot of money. No, not a lot. 
Ah, uh, boy. Oh, my. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, gee. Not many. Oh. Uh, American singer Gladys Horton. Happy birthday today, 1945. I love her donuts. She's the founder and lead singer of the Motown all-female Maybe group, not. The Marvelettes. Oh, The Marvelettes. Please, okay. Mr. Postman. Yes. Please. I'm telling you. Here. Klaus. Do your job. Klaus. Uh-oh. Here we go. Klaus Fluoride. Sure. <laughs> he has such a beautiful smile. Yes, that's right. He does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the slow honky. <laughs> was born this day in 1949 from the Dead Kennedys, the American <laughs> punk rock band who formed San Francisco. The band was one of the wow. first American hardcore bands to make significant impact in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki Head On. So we went from Klaus Fluoride to Nikki Nikki Head On. Let's get my head on. Nikki Topper Head On drummer from The Clash. Oh, there you go. Born in okay. 1955. Stephen Duffy, singer, songwriter, guitarist, founding member of Duran Duran. Born to say in 1962. Winona Judd. <laughs> or as we like to call her, Winona Judd. Winona yeah. Judd. <laughs> Jugs. Sorry. Was they, they were called the Jugs. They were called the Judds. No, that's a di- yeah, that's a different band. <laughs> the Jugs. The Jugs. <laughs> Actually, they were called, Did you? I don't know if you guys played the video game Leisure Suit Larry, but they were called the Jugs on there. <laughs> Leisure Suit. Holy cow. Leisure Suit. Yeah, yeah I used Larry. to play that game all the time. Wow. I remember their commercial on television for their greatest hits. The greatest what? The greatest hits. Oh, hits. Hits. I'm what do you sorry. think I said? Tits. Greatest hits. <laughs> That's what he thought. The Judd's greatest hits. The Judd's all four of them. <laughs> <laughs> Get this special re- edition EP. Side one. No, no. You know, don't even go there. Well, now it's left tit. <laughs> and if you act now, oh. we'll include a special edition oh. Ashley Judd. Oh, jeez. Oh, Just remember, God. this is all free, folks, because don't ask American for your money American musician, back. singer, songwriter, and political activist Tom Morello was born this day mm. in 1964. He's a guitarist most famously with Rage Against the Machine yep. and Audio Slave. Uh, American musician, lead singer, guitarist of the indie rock band Pavement, Stephen Malkmus. Happy birthday. Sven Pippen. Oh, yeah. German musician Sven. Mm -hmm. He's playing bass with the Black Crows right now. Plays original bass with Johnny Colt. Tim Burgess, songwriter of the English indie rock band The Charlatans. Born in 1968. Patrick Dahlheimer. Not Dal, not Patrick Dahmer. No. Dahlheimer. Dahlheimer. From the band Live, bassist. Happy birthday. Oh, this happy day birthday. Seventy-one. CeeLo Green, rapper, record producer. CeeLo mm-hmm, Green. This day, nineteen seventy-four. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Brian Fair from the band Shadows Fall was born this sure. day in nineteen seventy-five, and that appears there to you be go. that. That appears to be that. That and that. That's and boom goes the dynamite. And dying goes the boomeranoid. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Do we have any common momentums? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> Tales of, I gave you the one. Tales of the Road Warriors. You have Sergeant Barry Sadler on the list. Yep. Ballad of the Green Beret. Yep. And on the other end of the spectrum, Fixing to Die. Country Jonesfish. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. what about... One, two, three, what about is that the one? One, two, three, yeah. four? What about okay. Yeah. Why don't we find for... Don't give a damn. Next up is Vietnam. Where are you going, Lily? Why? Why? Do we scare you away? Sorry about that. But I can't fight this feeling anymore. I forgot what I it's time yeah. to leave my bladder at the door. <laughs> oh, folks. And head up to the toilet forever. Please send your tax-deductible dollars to help Ludini at this station. P.O. Box 721 Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, remember those? Yeah, me too. Pueblo. A Pueblo. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. Um, Hells yes. <clears throat> Hi, kitty. Lily has left the building. Yeah, well, she hasn't left the building. She left the room. She's she still somewhere in, in the building. We don't know what she's doing. Okay, we do know what she's doing. But that's just the point. Um, so what is your favorite Pittsburgh um, me- Memorial Day memory? Wow, man. I, uh, I don't really have any. Mine is... The WDVE Memorial Day 500. Oh, the 500. Sure, sure. I actually listened to a little bit of that this week. And um, what was the number so, one? So song? there's a big. Um, it's like in a kind of a radio station. There's this the you know kind of publicity stunt every Memorial Day weekend. <clears throat> We're all weekend long. They count down the 500 greatest songs of all time, uh-huh. as selected by you. Is it really? Yeah. Is it really? It's supposed to be. I for, I didn't vote this year. <laughs> So you feel better? Yes. It's always interesting to see like what songs are number one. I did not listen. On, I probably could find it online. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of wondering what <laughs> but, it would be. Um, when I was growing up, it was um, like, you know, there was always a certain top. You know, you right, knew Stairway right. to Heaven was going to be in the heaven. top five. Yeah. Freebird Free was going to be in the top yeah, five, exactly. you know. Maybe yeah. born to be wild, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there was like there was a sort of you yeah, know. I was kind of wondering what it would be this week, this uh, this year rather. But I remember listening to that as a kid, because I here's what I thought. I was like, okay, if these are the top five hundred songs, like I should mm-hmm. know what they are. You would think I'm a musician. No, what I mean is I'm yeah. a musician. Like I want to know. Because I was a rock fan, I don't know these songs. I was just kind of getting yeah. into music, so I was like, I yeah. want to know what these songs. Oh, are. I see what you're you know saying. What I mean? yeah, like, so I took day, it. Yeah. I kind of took it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, this these are the top 500 songs. Like, this is I, it. This is I, it. I, I gotta, gotta, gotta pay, pay attention out. to this. I gotta catch up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and you're going to what? You're going to see Anvil. Anvil next week on the uh, next week. I'm at the Craft too. House. I have to see them after I talked about them last week. What? No, not the crack house. Craft. Craft. House. In Pittsburgh. You silly Ish. rabbit. <laughs> I want to meet those guys. They no, might you... do a meet and greet. You never know. They might do you. Of course they will. It's Anvil. You know, not that big. Danville. <laughs> it's not Danville. It's Anvil. It's Danville. I might, I might actually be able to get a gig with them. They are. They're really... Yeah. You play? 
We need somebody. <laughs> I could be their next manager. I mean, after watching the documentary. <clears throat> so I just wanted to tell everybody out there, um, real quick, I had mentioned that I had gone to the movies when I was telling that silly story about the, yes. the pig squeal. You are silly. But I, I did see two really good movies over the weekend. Um, and one absolutely terrible movie. Just, oh. <clears throat> I don't want to say what it is because I got schnookered into watching it. Oh, and I was like, this is terrible. And I just was like, okay, I'm just, I, you get invested a little right, bit. Right, right. You're like, I'm, uh, I'll well, stick it out. I'll but the two it. movies are everywhere, um, everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Uh, go see it. It's just brilliant. If you look at it, if you put it up online, like, oh, nobody's giving it a bad review. Everybody's like, it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> Very unique. Gonna have a good time. And the other one is uh, Northman mm-hmm. with Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, oh, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is oh, there you go. Well. Okay, cool. Uh, Willem, Willem Dafoe. Yes. And um, that is epic. Just It's just like this epic. It's I think some people um, thought that it was going to be, I know some people like, didn't want to see because they thought it was like, oh, it's going to be like a ripoff of Thor. Or something right. like that. It's not like that at all. This is like a serious movie. Okay. It's like a ser- it, it deals with like adult relationships and things like that. It's not. It's also very personal. Both these movies are very personal stories. There's like all mm-hmm. this kind of epic shit going on, but at the end of the day, it's really about these characters that, that you end up really caring about. <clears throat> but um, in just just to give you a little background, Northman is based on this the um, the Norse legend of Am of Prince Amleth. Prince. The story of Prince Amleth is what Shakespeare used to base the story of Hamlet. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And um, it's set. It's really set in some really beautiful locations. Cinematography is absolutely stunning. Um, I will warn you, it is very violent. Oh my! Very, very. You know, they don't shy away from uh, blood, guts, and gore in it. Um, but it goes well. It, it works with the theme and the seriousness and the sort of heaviness of the story. Um, but I did at one point I did not realize it was based on Hamlet. And, and as they were talking, I thought a couple times when characters said Hamlet, I thought they were saying Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it, I was going like, "This is Shakespearean. It's that kind of story, like, right? Kind of epic right. tragedy drama <clears throat> thing. Um, it's really good. Very well acted." Anna Taylor Joy, okay. who's like the new, like hot, yes, yes, you know, thing right now. So, um, but but I would highly recommend that you check them out if you can find them in movie theaters. Even better because you're going to really enjoy them. <clears throat> so, um, I will maybe I'll go pop in at the Anvil show and say hey to the guys. There you go. You should. Yeah, so you should come out. They would. They, they, I should like, bring really an like... Anvil to the show. <laughs> you oh, should sign and have them. They sign probably it. will sign that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Kids help me in with this. It's really heavy. So shout out to Wolf's Customs. Go to Wolf's Customs online. They do great custom uh, uh, artwork on your musical instruments. Go to rockrageradio.com. Download that app. It's totally free where you can hear things like Hot Licks with Lily Six. (laughs) Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And all the other great shows. So 24-7 free. The Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. In fact, some of you might be doing that. If you're listening on Rock Rage Radio or you're coming across it on Spotify or um, iTunes or something like that, go to lulombardimusic.com and or ludinirockandrollcircus.com. You want to get a chance to get involved with our um, exclusive Inner Circle group on Facebook where we this we, you hear us talking about people chiming in live and we're talking to them and stuff. That is uh, <clears throat> because we go live on uh, on Facebook. When we record the podcast, yeah, I have a frog in my throat. Excuse me, I absolutely drink something. You've got 
Is it Kermit? I can't even do it. Hey, Lou, am I in your throat? Nah. Nah, that was the worst. That's Kermit the fucking frog. What is wrong with you? A lot of things. I'm just. That was shameful. That was. I got to go home and practice. (laughs) Practice. I got a practice. I got a practice. Um, mm, anyways, um, yeah, so uh, because you access our inner circle group, did you hear us talking about folks and everything, talking with folks and everything online? That's where you can check that out. You can become part of the conversation yourself. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's all kind of other cool stuff there. So check that out. LouLombardiMusic.com and LouDiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Either one is great. All right, right guys, it was a good show. Next week, um, we will be, I, I have some really good, I'm going to give you guys just a sort of a sneak a sample. preview. Snippet. A sample. Snip We're going to give you guys a sneak preview of what Queen. we have for future shows we have coming up. So next week, we will be giving you your summer playlist. Yeah. Mm. As compiled by the cast of characters here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh-huh. So these are all great summer songs. You're going to have some ones that you know and love. You're going to have some deep cuts or tracks that maybe you forgot about, as well as some new songs. So these are songs that just give you that great energy and vibe for summer. <clears throat> so that will be our kickoff to summer for you guys. On I'm excited about this one. On the 13th, yeah, uh, we will be talking about the story behind the um, great classic album, Great Western Valkyrie by Rival Sons. Oh, yeah. So you don't want to miss that as well. Yeah. And oh, six on 620. Yeah. The top 10 bands with two or more lead vocals. There you go. That's a good one. Okay, there's been a lot of those. And we're going to round out June mm-hmm. with 10 songs that taught us that crime doesn't pay. Oh, my. <laughs> but I, Ooh, why I'm doing it at the end of June, I don't know. It just <clears throat> doesn't coincide with anything. You know, it's just, it's just something fun to it do. It just came into his brain. It just uh-huh. came into my brain. It sounds like, a, sounds like a fun topic, and I think we're going to have a good time talking about it. Oh, we find all kinds of fun stuff to talk about, don't we? Oh, boy. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, any other announcements before we get the hell out of here? Negatory. All right. You guys have a great week, and we'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Wow.